Made It. Made It. Made It. Is a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Previously on Made It. I'm not getting my hopes up with this, you know? I was very detached from it. As much as I could be. I mean, I, I you know, I, he was great. But like in the back of my mind, there was this constant whisper that was like, he's probably going to die. You want the truth? Fuck. Here we go again. So I knew something was wrong. If she dies. Recoveries first. Choose Your Struggle presents Made It. Season 1. Stay Savage. We need to talk about our mental health. We need to make our mental health stronger so we can withstand the things that happen in our life. We're going to go through trials and tribulations. But if we can work on our mental health proactively, our wellness, we can handle all that as a community and come together. People are more open to talk about these stories and say, hey, listen, I'm going through this too. Do you want to be a part of the solution by joining a new Web3 community focused on mental health and wellness? Join the Udify community as an investor or mental health provider by visiting udify.com contact. You can also give us a follow on social media to stay tuned on exciting updates. Welcome to episode 10, this wild ride. <laughs> no, that's definitely over the top. It's been a lot of work to get to this point, and it's been a lot of fun uh, making this show. It's been special to tell Sarah's story, and obviously more than Sarah's story, to tell Charlie's story, to tell Liz's story, Mary and Mac and yada, yada, yada. But we're coming to a close. This is the last episode. And it's a good one. There's no more <laughs> little squiggly lines. There's no more twists and turns. We're just heading up from here. And we're going to start with Charlie. Because we have to bring him back into the fold. Of course, <laughs> Charlie has to come home. Welcome to episode 10, the season finale of Choose Your Struggle Presents Made It, season 1. Stay savage. Here's Charlie. COVID happened. And uh, so all my, like, the the AA meetings I went to um, shut down. My job went completely remote. So I was working from home. And, like, I, pre I just got real isolated. Like, I never left my apartment for anything. And there was a dude in my complex that, like, I knew sold drugs. Because, like, I still, I might be sober. I've still got that radar. Um, I still know who, who's doing what. And, like, one day, I just, it just seemed like a real good idea to get. I wasn't calling my friends anymore. I, I basically, by COVID and by choice, I lost my whole, like, support system. Um, all the stuff that like had gotten me sober and gotten me to stay sober and helped me build a life that was like worth having that I was proud and happy to have gone well within the course of a couple weeks and uh, I started getting high and got high for months and months I sold everything out of the apartment I lost the job I, I even sold my furniture I let my drug dealer move in I let another drug dealer move in it was a whole thing Isolated from his family due to COVID and distance, nobody knew how badly Charlie was struggling. That is, until an invite arrived in the mail to his brother Oz's wedding. And Charlie had a choice. He could skip the wedding, 
or go home and let everyone see the rough shape he was in. For someone who cares so deeply about their family as Charlie does, that wasn't really an option. So Charlie went home. So like I'm at my brother's wedding. It's supposed to be like a beautiful, great family time. I haven't seen my family in like years. And I'm just like sick. Like just not doing well. I'm fucking freezing. Um, and like Sarah was there. My whole family was there. And like could clearly see I wasn't doing very well. Next morning, I went back to Kensington, like, as soon as I could. I uh, borrowed someone's car, took it to Kensington, got enough drugs to last me the next two days while I was here. Um, and then, like, I'm at Adam and Jordy's apartment, waiting to go to the airport to go back to Phoenix. And then just, like, my whole family shows up. And they're like, you're going to rehab. Like, you're not, you're not going, you're not getting back on this plane. And at this point, I was just like, I was sick of getting high. I just couldn't stop. Um, I knew that my life fucking sucked and I was miserable. Um, I just kind of needed a catalyst to, like, change. Um, so I didn't even argue. I was just like, yeah, like, of course I'm going to rehab. Like, yeah, let's do that. While it sucks that Charlie had to go back to rehab, the good news is he was home. And right around this time, the family got another dose of good news. Here's Tony. Sarah comes from a very traditional family. And her mom is also a jeweler and makes very nice custom jewelry. I I wanted, you know, there's complications within the family with, with Sarah. And, and I wanted to go the proper avenues and proper channels so that I could respect their traditions as much as possible and uh first i asked mom i asked mary if uh you know i could ask her daughter's hand in marriage and you know she she gave me her blessings and then i i asked her brothers and uh they also said you know and this was another one of those moments like was this too soon or am i in my mood to and you know mary was like i think she's thinks this should have happened already i'm like well i better get on it then <laughs> so i i had uh i had an idea about the ring and, and mary put it with her craft into into fabrication and into design and like into reality um so this was another thing, because even a year ago, things were pretty crazy. Things were pretty hectic. And I had to claim Sarah for Halloween. And I'm like, you don't have anything to do. Well, what are we doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. We're gonna we're just gonna go for a ride. Like, you're mine. Like I you can't have anything, just tell them you can do it tomorrow. Sarah's gonna hate me for saying this, but beneath this ice queen witchy badass shell beats the heart of a romantic. And she can't help but lighten up when she talks about Tony's proposal. Here's Sarah. There was a full moon, <laughs> obviously. His brother has a house that's like by a lake and um, there was supposed to be like this epic full moon and I wanted to, I wanted to do witchcraft under the full moon on the water. <laughs> you know, I always go to where the water meets the earth and I find that the energy in those places are amazing and the energy of the full moon and I was very, it, for me, that's what I was there for. That's what I was doing there. And I had all my candles and my sage, and we went out on this boat, and he proposed. 
Tony worked hard and planned a beautiful night, and you can hear it in the way they both talk about it, that it was incredibly special to both of them. She was doing her thing with, with some, some witchcraft stuff, and, you know, I had, I had this ring. At this point, I've had this ring for three weeks, and I'm like, this is happening. And, and you know, we got out on the boat, and it was, it was very cold, and um, I was letting her do her thing, mostly just watching and playing music. And finally, I, I got down on my knee in the boat, and I held it out, and I asked her, will you marry me and she responded initially with a question she she was like you want to marry me and I was just like yeah of course I do under the full moon the ring was gorgeous and he was just really sweet about it and I thought for sure on the way to do this I first of all I didn't think he was going to come out on the boat with me um, because of what I was doing. But then he was just, I don't know, he's just so, he lets me do whatever <laughs> in like a non-judgmental way and like proposes to me during like a ceremony. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was really special to me and special that he knew it was special. Like that was what made it so cool because he knows I love the moon. The moon's like my favorite. and. He always does things that are, like, thought out, you know? Um, They're not these grand gestures. They're just really thoughtful. You know, it was was really a nice night. And, you know, it was perfect. It it was perfect. It was just me and her out there. And uh, it was definitely the most romantic thing, romantic card that I've ever I've ever pulled, I've ever played. More after this break. Here's this episode's podcast recommendation brought to you by Great Pods. Hello, hello, my lovelies. My name is Devannon, and I'm the host of the Sex, Drugs, and Jesus podcast. Now, any worthy form of media, as well as our lives, always echo our sexuality, our desire to feel phenomenal, and our need to reach for something greater than ourselves. My show is real. My show is inclusive. My show is for everyone. I'm vulnerable, I'm transparent, and there's nothing I'm afraid to talk about. So stop by the Sex, Drugs, and Jesus podcast where we discuss whatever the fuck we want to. After Tony and Sarah got engaged, things just kept going right for Sarah and for Savage. And it's right around this time that I get to introduce you to the last person that I interviewed for this show. (laughs) Oh, that was so dramatic. That person's me. I'm not just your friendly narrator, as I mentioned previously, I think. I'm also a board member of this organization. I was living in Charleston, South Carolina, around my wife's family. We had moved there in the summer of 2019 to be near her family while a a member of her family was struggling with their health. And remember the last couple years that faced our country in, in our world. covid was just awful for so many people, but certain areas, uh, to put this nicely, didn't take it as seriously as, as others, others did. Well, we'll just leave it at this. The amount of times I was told to take off my mask in, in Charleston, South Carolina was, was staggering. And then right after that, the brutal murder of George Floyd went around the world, and 
I was on the board of another organization in, in, in that area, not a, a harm reduction one, uh, where I was told that supporting Black Lives Matter made me an extremist. Needless to say, I, I, res- I resigned from that, that board. Overall, it was not a great time for my wife and I. And what made it even worse is that these topics I care about, mental health, substance misuse and recovery, drug use and policy, these are things we don't talk about openly in that area. Um, in fact, I, I love this joke, I say it all the time, that I was told, bless your heart, by so many people in the South when trying to talk about these subjects that my dog thought it was my name. And so not long into, well, it would have been late 2020, I should say, we decided we were going to move, and, and we considered multiple places, but Philly became our, our top choice. And I started researching people doing cool work in Philadelphia around the issues of drug use, especially in the harm reduction community. And I read this article about this fascinating woman who had started (laughs) uh, an organization from her hospital bed after being thrown out of a second-story window. And I was like, man, I want to meet this person. So I reached out. And in typical Sarah fashion, she was like, amazing. When are you moving here? Let's get lunch. I cannot wait. And uh, seriously, we had been here for three days, four days, when Sarah and I grabbed coffee, and I didn't know what to expect. And here comes this totally unique person in Sarah Laurel. And she pulls up and gets out of her car, and she's got the, the, the boots on and the leather jacket and the purple hair, and I was immediately down. I was like, I don't care. What she's going to ask me to do, I'm on board. And to her credit, she didn't ask for shit. By the end of the meeting, it was me saying, here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to help. And six weeks later, she asked me to join the board, and that was the spring of 2021. And here I am. It's the winter of 2022, and I'm finishing telling her story. And I'm a board member, and I am so deeply indebted to this organization for helping me see the Philadelphia community in a deeper and more meaningful way and helping me learn more about drug use and harm reduction than I ever knew. Uh, I mean, I came with a lot of knowledge in my own experience, obviously. All of it, all of it paled in, in, in learning from Destiny and from Sarah and Charlie, and this incredible family who I now get to call my friends. So yeah, (laughs) I'm the last member of this incredible crew to be interviewed. And it's been an absolute joy getting to know everybody and (laughs) telling this story. But we're not done yet. Uh, We're not done yet. Right around this time that I was getting involved, another amazing Home run was happening for the family. Adam and Mac (laughs) were going to graduate college on the same day. Here's Adam. Nobody in our family had ever gone to college before, and me and Mac graduated on the same day. So from the same place. It was was incredible. Sarah was, I know, honestly, Sarah and Liz were probably more excited than I was. It was, uh, it was funny. It was uh, unbelievable. And it was such a relief. Uh, I had been, I'd been in school for what seemed like forever. Um, and throughout that entire process, 
Sarah was there. Um, she, uh, she was anytime, uh, I felt like fucking quitting, which was several times. Uh, the two people who helped me through that were Sarah and Georgie, hundred percent. Here's Mac. It was epic. They, they threw us a really big party at my mom's house. They did the whole decorations. It was, it was big. Um, we were the first in our family to complete college. And so it was just super epic. Uh, you know, it was like, holy shit, we, we, just, we just broke statistics. And Savage continued to grow. On August 31st, the state of Pennsylvania marked Overdose Awareness Day, and Sarah was one of the featured speakers at the event. But even better, on September 18th of 2021, Sarah and Tony got married. We did the tying of the knots. That was a very important ceremonial practice that I wanted to do. He let me do it. And he he liked it, too, which I love about, you know, I explain things to him and he likes it. You know, I do these, um, this uh, ocean magic and stuff and like, he'll do it with me. And I know he's kind of in his head. He's probably like, what is, like, what is she got me doing now? You know, but he does it and he, and he doesn't complain and, and um, it's just sweet. Tony agrees. This wasn't her wedding or his wedding. This was their wedding. I think the end game, the end result w- was really perfect. And like, it is exactly what not only she wanted, but what we both wanted in the end. And, uh, you know, the coffin and all these things. There was a coffin on display. It was pretty meaningful. It's like three years ago, my family was was like considering my funeral and burial. And then I just got married. And hers too, at, at different points in her, you know, in her, her runnings and, and going back outs and all these experiences. And it was really... A beautiful thing because I personally had no idea you know I wrote that off long ago like this I'll never and like guys don't grow up dreaming about their wedding but like I absolutely wrote off like having a wife like that was not in the cards for me let's take a break if you guys want to learn more about Savage Sisters, check out www.savagesisters.org. If you'd like to hear more from me and Sarah specifically, please reach out to info at savagesisters.org and we can come speak to you, your organization, your business, or your place of worship on Narcan trainings, harm reduction trainings, or anything in general with Savage Sisters. If you want to donate, please go to savagesisters.org's sponsorship page. There you can find a plethora of ways to give directly to our cause and help our mission. Additionally, if you want to come volunteer at an outreach, please reach out to info at savagesisters.org so we can give you dates, times, and locations for our outreach events. Thanks, everybody. Stay savage. Hey, y'all. It's Jay, the host of this show. If you're not really enjoying the series and you're just listening to make me happy, then thank you. But for the rest of you, I invite you to check out everything else Choose Your Struggle does in the mental health and drug use advocacy space. We have a couple other podcasts, including our incredibly popular weekly show called Choose Your Struggle. On that show, I interview people with lived and learned experiences on the subjects of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy, but occasionally we talk about other topics as well. We also have another new show called Choose Your Struggle Presents Monday Motivation, but it's not just podcasts. We also host two vulnerable storytelling events. 
Rock Bottom Storytellers in a Day in the Life on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. And now I'm so excited to announce we'll be doing Rock Bottom Storytellers live here in Philly starting this summer. I also have a book coming out hopefully later this year, and I regularly travel the country telling my story and speaking about these important topics. I know this is all a lot, but you can check us out at our website, chooseyourstruggle.com and check out all of our podcasts wherever you're getting this series just by searching for Choose Your Struggle. All right, that's enough about us. Let's get back to the show. With Sarah healthy and happy, over the last year, Savage has really hit its stride. And for those in the family and connected to the organization, they couldn't be more excited. Here's Liz. You know, I'm I'm the big sister. She's the little sister. And now I'm like, holy shit, you know, seeing her get married and seeing all the people come together and really rally around Sarah and the person that she's become and the work that she does has given me a whole lot of uh, admiration and respect for my little sister. Looking up to her. This is the first time in my life I could say I look up to my little sister. Honestly. And I fucking love it. I mean, this is the best. For Mac, who was there from the beginning and knows the ins and outs of the organization, it's even more remarkable. We started from nothing. The only thing that we had was knowledge of what we shouldn't do. Because there were lots of things that Sarah had gone through in her prior journeys and her previous attempts at recovery. Uh, that we knew, you know, don't do that. That's bad. So we had a whole big list of don't do it. We didn't have as big a list as that's a good idea. For Shannon, who remains a member of the family and a committed volunteer, every day is a new joy. It's like waking up on Christmas morning. Like every time something new happens, it's like, oh, this is so exciting. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Because it's like, or like watching your kid take their first steps or like do their first something. You know what I mean? Like that's how it feels to me. For Destiny, the impact that Savage is having on the community is irreplaceable. I love it. I love to see. I remember hearing about Savage when they were a very like small little group and then they expand it to more houses, uh, more people. They have weekly outreaches. And then, as you know, our monthly outreach that we do together. Um, it's, it's been, it's been so cool. The last update I get to give on this show is about Charlie. Rehab worked for him this time, and he's doing really well. So well, actually, that he now works for the city. He's the harm reduction specialist, and he is fantastic at the job. Bro, it's fucking crazy. I swear to God, Sarah does the work of like five human beings. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. And like the really the really cool part is is that like yeah, she accomplishes a lot. Like a mind-blowing amount. But like the level of staying like I don't want to say staying humble cuz that's not exactly what I mean, but like staying involved on a day-to-day level and like genuinely caring about these men and women and like doing whatever she can to like help them foster their own growth is like amazing i've been in a lot of sober livings and like i've never seen one where like the the person who started it or runs it like cares on such a personal level about each resident like that's fucking cool and like of course of course it's growing a because of all the hard work that sarah adam georgie everybody 
puts in um like you're gonna get growth from that but like it's also just like the spirit behind savage like the soul of savage is like it was created with altruistic like intentions of like just wanting to help and and that's that's helped it grow tremendously because there's not greed getting in the way there's not like uh other people's intentions getting in the way georgie sees something extra special here a person changing the narrative it's really empowering i hate to say this but when i think of ceos i close my eyes and like i see an old white guy and like i hate that that's what comes into my head an old white guy but like it is so to see Sarah, a strong, smart, independent woman, do this is, it's not only amazing, it like feel, makes me feel good as a woman, you know? Savage's growth, and the fact that his wife is the brains behind it, is extra special for Tony. It's been, it's been everything. It's been very beautiful to deal with, and it's so awesome to watch. And like, this is Sarah's dream. Like, I'm literally watching... My partner's dream come true for her. It's awesome and, and it's exciting. And there, there's even like shades of, of, of fame for Sarah that are coming with it. And it's like, you know, somebody that happened at the uh, Ort Leaves the other day. Like, oh, are you Sarah's husband? And I'm like, yeah. I want to stop real quick and give it up for the person who took a chance on Sarah at the very beginning. When all she had was this big idea. And that's Adam. If I've not done one thing well with this series, it's truly illustrate the way that Adam went out on a limb for his sister and started something beautiful with her. You can hear the joy in his voice when he talks about all that Sarah has done and all that Sarah means to him. Shortly after she went to rehab, she left. I was basically like, fuck, here we go again. Somehow, despite all the odds against her, she managed to stay sober after that. And she managed to continue making Savage Sisters happen. And for me, being able to witness that and see it was absolutely mind-blowing. And uh, she's been fucking killing it ever since. Being able to continue working with her, being able to continue having her in my life. So I'm just incredibly grateful and relieved to this day that she managed to overcome that. From the beginning, through it all, there's been one constant. Since the day the organization was founded, Mary has been the president of the board, and I'm proud to serve under her. Here's Mary. So this mission to me is kind of like Mother Teresa's mission to the dying in India. You know, it's the same mission. It's the suffering and the sick and the poor and the homeless and the bleeding and the abused in every way. Does it have to be huge? No. It doesn't have to be huge. It's human hearts and lives. You need to meet them where they are, wherever that is. Not sit on your high horse judging people and saying, well, you know, get yourself to rehab and then I'll be here to help you. Well, when I went down to see Sarah and take her out to lunch, I'm letting you know I love you and you're human. And okay, you're not ready to get sober, but that doesn't mean I don't love you and you're not human. You're still my beautiful daughter. And I'll spend the lunch with you. If that's all I get, I'll take it. If that's all I can give, I'll give it. And I think that's our, that should be our approach to all people in this struggle. Is whatever I, if I have five minutes to give you a smile, you know, and a pair of sweatpants or a pair of sneakers, 
that I'll give that. When those pallets of Narcan, the first pallet that was delivered in this driveway, I went out. It was just starting to rain. The delivery guy puts it down. <laughs> I teared up. I was like, thank you. He's like, I, uh, I deliver this stuff for a living. Doesn't do any good. They got to get off the drugs first. And he's like a 50-year-old guy, maybe 45. I said, my son overdosed in that bedroom. And he was narcan back to life. And now he's sober. And he's a father. And I said, my daughter was narcan dozens of times. She founded the organization that you're donating this to. They can't get sober if they're dead. This is the chance for them. You can see them. Trust me, there's hundreds and thousands of people alive and sober because of what you are doing. I stood out there and I literally laid hands on that Narcan and I blessed it and I prayed, please God, let it not just be something that goes and brings them life, but bring them hope. And with that, we've come to the end of the show. There's only two segments left, and trust me, you're going to want to stick around to the end. Oof, you're going to want to stick around to the end. But before we get to that, I asked Sarah if she could, I don't know, wrap this up a little bit. If she could talk about what this meant, what her story means. And if she had a message for everybody. So, <laughs> for the last time, here's Sarah. A couple of things, I guess. Um, but most importantly, that it's about fucking time. That a female voice with lived experience gets the fucking floor. That... I don't just represent Sarah. Like, that's not what I'm here for. This isn't Sarah. This is Savage Sisters. And Savage Sisters is about giving that that voice to what we're dealing with. You know, everybody wants to tell us how to live and how to do this and how to how to do all these things. And like, our mission in itself is is love. It's radical love, you know, in so many different ways. And um, I... Could not tell you, like, if I were to say, if I walked down the street and asked 10 people, who's a badass bitch in recovery that's, like, got a platform? Who? Nobody. That's not done. We don't have that platform to come out of what we come out of. We have judgment. We have stigma. We have bullshit. And, like, thank God, you know? Like, thank God that the stars kind of aligned that they did and anybody even listened to my ramblings because it's such a big collaboration now, you know? It's not just, like, one person. Like, what what started out as just, like, an effort to help has now become this space where, like, I have all these people working with me and, like, focusing on helping people heal. You know, educating people about the disease, ending stigma. And it's not coming from like this PhD level. And it's not coming from this like research and development 
bullshit. It's coming from, I lived with this. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what it tastes like. This is what it smells like. This is what happens. This is how you come back from it. This is how you get into it. And this is how you survive in it. And we don't really have a lot of that. And I think it's because the world wasn't ready for it, I guess. Or there wasn't the right person or there wasn't the right mission or goal or collaboration of people. I think the people that we have working with our organization now, it's gelling together and like it's it's coming together and we have all these incredible people coming in with ideas of like, how do we do this and how do we do that? And how do we get this sticky fucking message into social media by saying, fuck death, carry Narcan and how do we spread awareness about harm reduction by not making everybody think about like the the stigma attached to it? How do we attach people to the love around it? And and how do we help people in houses and how do we advocate in the courtrooms? And like it is a work in progress, but the cool part about it is that people are seeing what we're doing and we're doing it so fucking raw, dude. And they're like, yo, dog, did you know you could do this? Did you know you could say that? Did you know you can talk to this person? And there's this grant available and there's this available. And we're tapping into these resources for Savage Sisters so that we can offer them to other people. And it just all kind of flowed into this like natural whirlpool of like, here the fuck you go. And like, don't drown. But it's working. I don't know why it's working. It's working. You're damn right, Sarah. It is about time. And you're not going to drown. Because I speak for the entire board and everybody, everybody in this organization when I say we're here with you. And we've got you. Oh, man, I am. uh, I'm literally tearing up because we're done. We are done. I didn't know how I was going to end the show. I, I, I asked everybody at the end of every interview, I asked the same question, and that was in 30 seconds to a minute, if you could record a message for Sarah, what would it be? And I knew that I would incorporate those somehow, uh, but I didn't know exactly how. And so I reached out <laughs> to another member of the Savage family. His name is Matt. Uh, he's... <laughs> In the way that everybody is a cousin or a brother or or something, uh, he's a cousin. He, he he dated Sarah's cousin Ariel for a long time and, and became a, a a member of the family. Um, even though Ariel is sadly no longer with us, and Matt is an incredible musician who goes by the name of Lettuce, and he and his writing partner, his producing partner, Rob Devious. <laughs> there was nobody else that I, I could ask to do this. So they have created an original song. <laughs> yes, I saved the theme, not the theme song. You've heard that throughout. And, you know, at the end of every show, I give a big thanks to the incredible artists who produced that. But I've saved, I've saved the made it theme for the very end. What? <laughs> I'm like tearing up. I'm, I'm crying. I, I'm choking up. I cannot even talk about this. This is so beautiful to me. And I hope you enjoy this. What you're going to hear now to end this show is all of those messages for Sarah from everybody that loves her. And the original song, Find Me, from Lettuce. There's so much love in this, and um, it, it better than I ever could 
wraps up how I feel about making this show. Without further ado, here's Lettuce performing his original song, the Made It Season 1 Stay Savage theme, Find Me, and messages from everybody who loves Sarah along the way. Thank you for listening to Choose Your Struggle Presents Made It, Season 1, Stay Savage. did you and I love you more than anything in the world and I can't wait to see what happens next I am here for you 24-7 till the day I drop dead honey you can trust me thank you for giving me the opportunity to live a life of service I never would have uh, done it without you I would have just gone into corporate bullshit so thank you Keep doing what you're fucking doing, because it's amazing. You're an inspiration, and uh, I love you. Proud of you. God damn, dude, you're fucking incredible. I know for a fact that I'm not capable of doing all the shit that you do, and I know for a fact that 99.9% of people in the world are not capable of doing the shit that you do in the way that you do it, because you put your heart and your soul into this, your blood, your sweat, your tears, literally, and, like, you've made one of the most beautiful things on the planet. Like one of the most beautiful like community environments for the people that need it the most. Uh, I love you, you're fucking dope. I just want to say that I'm really uh, grateful for Sarah's friendship. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be a part of her board, to be a part of her journey, for her allowing me to be around her family, for giving the opportunity to even like meet her children and just, you know, to hold space for me uh, when I text her venting about things. I'm just very, very grateful for Sarah. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah, you're a freaking queen. I'm really grateful that we've been able to to grow together. And from like that first day that I met you, that was a little rough, to now that I really feel like we are genuinely like really, really close friends. Um, I'm really grateful to have you in my life. And I'm really grateful to one day call you my sister. And I love you. And I'm going to cry now. So, <laughs> Sarah. Thank you for having me on the board. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for your friendship. <laughs> and most of all, I don't know why you did it, but 
Oh, thank you for trusting me with your story. This has been an absolute pleasure. All of it has. Getting to know you, getting to know your family, calling you a friend. And I hope I made something that you're proud of. Choose your struggle <laughs> and stay savage. I absolutely adore you. And every time I get to talk to you, it's such an exhilarating thing to see someone grow and become the woman that you are today. And don't ever give up and don't ever let anyone tell you you can't because you know damn well that we absolutely can and we will do it together, standing arm in arm, no matter what, I got your back and we will do this and it will become everything you've always imagined and so much more. of you every day. Uh, you have broken down barrier after barrier. You have crushed the statistics that put you in a box and you have crawled out of it on your hands and knees bleeding. Every day that I see you alive, I feel so lucky. You have always been a superhero to me and also a best friend to me, and I'm super grateful that you are alive. And uh, I'm so grateful that I get to work with you and build a relationship with you and look up to you as a little sister. Uh, and also, I love you so much, and I cannot wait to see you crush shit. I love you beyond my understanding. Trust, hope, surrender, be a warrior in this world. It'll all be worth it. Oh, Sarah, I just, uh, I have to thank you, first of all, for just the best guidance I probably ever had in my life. I want to tell you how proud I am of you. Uh, it's not very often that you get to see somebody living their dream and, and doing work that they enjoy and uh, doing work that they prefer, and, and that's you. And uh, I don't need to say that I'm grateful we met is like the greatest understatement ever. I'm just infinitely happy that you're a part of my life, that I'm part of yours, that we have a family together, and that, you know, we're getting it right. I love you, babe. My reflections talk